What to make of the Nationals offseason moves next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. To this edition of the Talk Nats Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, simulcast on the Believe in Nationals podcast feed. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code minutecast at manscaped.com we're also brought to you by SeatGeek. take $20 off your first ticket purchase when you use promo code talknats at seatgeek.com that's promo code t-a-l-k-n-a-t-s for $20 off your first ticket purchase yes that works for capitals commanders wizards music comedy and theater and so much more all $20 off at seatgeek.com so in this edition of the talk nats podcast we talk about the off-season moves thus far for the Nationals. I think they lack the the, the enthusiasm. Uh, the, the names don't necessarily garner uh, the excitement that you would expect when you see uh, new players come to a team, primarily because, well, if you take a look at some of the players that they've picked up this offseason, they don't really, uh, they don't give you that feeling. You know, when they signed Senzel and Floro, it doesn't give you the same feeling than, say, the Nationals signed Juan Soto or some other big name like that. So, uh, but taking a look at the moves that have been made thus far, if you take a look at uh, Senzel in particular, why did they sign him is because he is a utility player that uh, is versatile. He can play third base. He can play second base. He can play in the outfield. And what are some of the positions of concern for the Nationals is third base in particular. So they are looking essentially for a Band-Aid, a stopgap before Brady House joins this team. And that's one of the things that I think is really important to know about this team right now is why aren't they swinging for the fences? Why aren't they going for that top tier big name outfielder uh, is because this team is loaded with prospects for years to come uh, in the outfield. You got Brady House at third base, not to mention options for pitching as well. So I think that this team is kind of just waiting it out uh, in seeing what happens. What happens if Dylan Cruz is good to go? What happens if James Wood or Brady House is good to go? Why go all in and make a big uh, expenditure on a, on a player that essentially will be filled uh, in a year or less uh, because they have that option in-house? But taking a look at Senzel, to start off here, again, they signed him because he is versatile. He doesn't necessarily light up the box score. He doesn't light up the back of his uh, baseball card, but he does offer this team some versatility. So if you are hoping for uh, that big name uh, signing in the offseason, I don't really think it's going to happen. I think that if it was going to happen, I still think that Rizzo will probably seek out a big name starting pitcher, someone to kind of hold it down, maybe a bit of a bigger name, a, a snarled old vet that can be maybe like a mentor. 
Uh, to this young pitching staff. What you take a look, uh, both Senzel and Floro have officially signed one-year deal. Senzel's worth $2 million plus incentives in Floro's $2.25 million plus incentive sources. Familiar with the t- uh, team confirmed. The Athletics' Ken Rosenthal uh, was the first one to report on Floro's salary. So uh, just talking about Senzel to start off here, there was a lot of question, and I get quite a few questions on Twitter. Uh, well, why did the Nationals opt to do that? Why didn't get they you know go all in on a Jamer Candelario? Uh, ultimately, I don't think that would have been a bad move. I like Jamer Candelario's game. I think that, uh, obviously, we remember what he did for this team last season, um, and I think that he exceeded expectations, and ultimately that is why he was more sought after. Um, because he was all that. When he came to the Nationals from the Tigers, he wasn't the player that he is now. That is why he got that bigger deal with the Reds. So um, to, to take a look at these small moves, that is what I would anticipate for the remainder of the season is just small moves. But those small moves are needed to help rectify uh, deficiencies on this team. Um, I would like to say that Carter Keyboom is going to be the everyday starter if Brady House isn't good to go, but there are a lot of question marks that surround um, uh, Carter Keyboom and, and Brady House. When will, will Brady House be good to go? Uh, maybe he will impress in camp and spring training and, and be good to go right out of the gate. I ultimately don't think that's the case, but I don't think that you can have too many options. Um, you saw when the Nationals were all in on Dom Smith, too, a first baseman who never really lived up to potential. I think that he did an okay job, but he he didn't live up to the hype when uh, he was assigned by the Nationals as well. So a small moves made thus far. Again, I like the Senzel move. I, I don't think he's a horrible player. He just doesn't, you know, emote that kind of enthusiasm out of people just because he is not necessarily a name that everyone knows. So, going into this season, that is what I would expect is smaller moves like the uh, that we've seen thus far, these stopgap measures, uh, basically moves that are made uh, so that there's players filling holes in this roster until the next wave of young prospects come to this team. And make no mistake about it, uh, when these young prospects, you know, you know who I'm talking about, Dylan Cruz, I'm talking about James Wood, Brady House, I'm talking, you know, the pitchers that are coming here as well, Cade Cavalli, um, that this team is going to be in a really great uh, position uh, going forward. So I think that if I could say one thing to Nationals fans is be patient. Um, It is a work in progress. And I would say that this coming season right now, most likely will be the last season that they're not living up to potential. I would say for sure that not this season, but next season, you should see the likes of a James Wood or a Dylan Cruz, something like that, if not sooner. Uh, So that is the big thing to take as Nationals fans, is that it's a work in progress. This is a rebuild. Nationals fans, you knew that this was a rebuild, but I think that at the end of the day, the Nationals will be in a better position uh, when it's all said and done than they were when they had the marquee names, uh, the Trey Turner, the Max Scherzer, the Juan Soto. Um, and stranger things have happened. I mean, who knows uh, ultimately where Juan Soto will end up? We know that he signed a deal with the Yankees, but he's been bounced around two different teams. Uh, what was it in 16 months? So <clears throat> it is an interesting 
outlook. I don't think that Juan Soto ultimately saw that in the cards for him. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of production he gets under the big lights in New York and ultimately what the, what the future is for Juan Soto. We don't know. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this team uh, shakes out before the start of the season. But uh, after the break, I will talk about the other recent move here, a sign signing for a pitcher by the name of Dylan Floral. And where does he fit in and why did the Nationals sign him? I'll talk about that coming up. And now a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut, is finally here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINUTECAST for 20% off plus free shipping, Mrs. Claus will thank you. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this is the crown jewel of the holidays and dare I say the best trimmer of all time. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. The fun doesn't stop there. Anybody in the family have too much scruff? Look no further than Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit and the handyman electric face shaver for all his facial hair needs. Dad have nasty nose hairs? Save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and hair trimmer. Is there boxer game week? Take care of the chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxer 2.0, featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep your calm, cool, and collected. Have have their nails seen better days? Manscaped has you covered with their new Shears 3.0 nail groomer kit. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code MinuteCast at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T. Say ho, ho, ho to well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. All right, welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, simulcast on the Believe in Nationals podcast feed. So the other move recently here was for a pitcher by the name of Dylan Floro, and ultimately, why did the Nationals want to sign him? And the biggest reason was is that we know that the bullpen was worked really hard uh, this last season. And why was it worked hard is because there was some struggles with the starting pitching. Games got out of hand in a hurry. And ultimately, the biggest reason in my assessment is was to take some of the work off of late inning pitchers like Kyle Finnegan and Hunter Harvey, uh, that he can be a guy that is going to eat up some time, some innings, and uh, give the Nationals a, a good chance at winning games to make maybe keep the Nationals in games uh, that maybe historically they would have lost. So some of the key things for me, why I like the Floro deal, Floro deal is his pedigree, his history. He does have a history of going to the World Series, and that's a big thing. Uh, his best work came in three seasons prior to that when he uh, twice went to the World Series with the Dodgers and won 
one ring. So he does have a World Series under his belt. And, uh, you know, some people would say, well, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, It's invaluable. And if you are a fan of the Capitals, for example, uh, you see uh, Connor McMichael, you see uh, Hendrick Slop here, the swagger that those players have after winning just a Calder Cup, that I think that there are certain things that are learned that maybe are intangible that you really can't quantify or take a look at the analytics. But I do think that Floro, having that on his resume is definitely a strong suit for him. Floro is a guy that turns 33 uh, later this month and has a 3.42 ERA and 32 saves in eight big league seasons with six different clubs. Uh, So he is a bit of a journeyman, suffice to say. But I do think that it is the right move, as we do know, like they talked about uh, in this article here, that Finnegan and Hunter Harvey were overworked. And, uh, you know, that is why that you saw some of those pitchers get injured. injured. Most notably, who comes to mind is Hunter Harvey, a pitcher that has a really big upside, but his one bugaboo is always staying healthy. It seems like he is injured most every year that he plays out there. So we're hoping hoping that Floro can help be that stopgap. But taking a look at statistically uh, with the Marlins and the Twins, finished with a 4.76 ERA and a 1.535 whip in 62 games. But his low FIP, 2.96, constant home run and walk rates and increased strikeout rates suggest he may have been the victim of bad luck, writes Masson. So, um, again, it's not the name. It's not the big name pitcher that I think a lot of Nationals fans were hoping for. I think that we were hoping for this big, sexy name, you know, like a name that's recognize like Otani, you know, how great are the Dodgers now with him in the lineup? Um, But that was never a real possibility. That is not where the Nationals are at right now. Where they are at right now is just kind of waiting it out so these big pieces uh, can move to the the forefront here. And I think that this team will be a a team to be reckoned with. Once we could see the likes of Dylan Cruz, uh, James Wood, Brady House, etc., then I think that Rizzo will go out and, and fill any other holes that remain with some bigger name players but until until that happens I think the Nationals are kind of in a holding pattern and kind of waiting to see what they have in the tank until those prospects arrive once again I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast part of the Believe Podcast Network and I'll talk to you again next time